Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a -a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hey guys, it's Candice. And Kayla, and we are Directionally Challenged. Oh yeah, we thought we'd have it all figured out by the time we are in our 30s. But surprise, we don't. No, we don't. (laughs) (laughs) And that's okay. It is okay. And it's something we are telling ourselves every day, especially right now during 2020. Amid this pandemic, not only have we found our lives difficult, but teachers in particular and parents across America have been doing their best to adapt to the new normal of what the school year looks like. We know teachers in particular have found themselves in the center of a debate as they address concerns about their own health, their students' health, and the demands being placed upon them doing these new virtual classes. In this episode, we have a conversation with Allie Kirby, who has been a high school English teacher for 13 years but she feels like this year is her first year all over again. The stress, anxiety, and uncertainty all wrapped up with an underlying current of excitement at the same time somehow. 
when she's not grading essays and begging her students to turn on their cameras. Hello, Zoom. She enjoys running, camping with her family and reading any and all kinds of books. Without further ado, please enjoy part two of this love letter to teachers, our conversation with Allie Kirby. Um, so my sister um, made me, I reached out to her because once I realized that we weren't going back to school in person, um, I started thinking like, what does that look like at my house? Because, you know, I live in, we have a, a three bedroom house and under normal, normal circumstances, it's great. Right. Um, but I need like a space for all my stuff and to teach from. And, you know, I was worried like the quality of, you know, just videos and all of that. And so I reached out to my sister because she does a lot of like, home decoration stuff. And she had created like a small home office for herself. And so I thought, well, maybe she can help me do something. Um, and so she actually made me a little home office in my daughter's bedroom, um, that can close and like the doors close so that she's my daughter, she's three. Um, so she can't mess with it whenever it's closed. Um, but then I can open it up and I can keep all my stuff in there and, um, and all of that. So it's definitely been, and, um, challenging, you know, to say the least. Um, but I feel like I've just been trying to kind of roll with it and, mm. um, and then give my students and my colleagues the same grace to just, you know, everybody's doing their best right now. Yeah. It, it's funny. Our, uh, senior in high school, um, my oldest stepdaughter, she's using her vanity, which actually is like a nice open desk. There's like mm -hmm. good space for it. And then our 15 year old who, um, this was her freshman year. Yeah. She just was using a bookcase for a minute and then like mm -hmm. stacking books to balance like the computer and then her other stuff. And I was like, this is crazy. We're getting a desk. It, it can be a temporary desk. Um, cause I'm still in my head having to like tell myself this is temporary instead of just being like, okay, this is going to be a little longer than we anticipated. Um, I went to go get a desk. Everything was sold out like little white plain desks for a room for like small spaces, all sold out, like couldn't get it for weeks. So luckily we found one left somewhere, but I was like, yeah, this is the world right now. Everyone is in the same boat. Everyone's making makeshift classrooms, whether it be to teach from or for themselves as students. And it's crazy. I mean, I, looking back, I'm sure that there, this is nothing that was ever discussed when you were dreaming of becoming a teacher. Um, but no. what, what made you want to become a teacher in the first place? So I grew up, um, my parents are both teachers. Um, my mom mm -hmm. taught home ec and she actually just retired, um, last, not last school year, but the school year before. So she didn't end up having to deal with like any of these shenanigans. Perfect she, timing for her. <laughs> she always yeah. says, she's like, I'm so sorry that you're going through this. This is so hard because, you know, she taught middle school home ec and I don't even know how you would do that. Like online. I just don't right. know. I don't know. It would just, it, it just, it's my brain just like explodes when I think about that. I feel like it'd be a lot of kids being like, mom, where's the bowls? Mom, where's what? this? Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. Like yelling at mothers all day. <laughs> it, that, that's essentially what's going on currently. Yeah. Especially for like middle school and below. Um, 
And so she's super grateful that she's not teaching right now. And then my dad was a music teacher and then Mm -hmm. he became like a principal and worked in the school district, um, as a director. And so education, um, was always something that I saw as really like a positive job to have. And I Mm -hmm. saw that you could, um, have a really positive impact on kids' lives, um, being a teacher. And, um, and I had some really awesome teachers too, that, um, that just made me definitely want to be like, uh, an English teacher. I had a a Mm. great, middle school, um, English teacher. And she actually is now my colleague. Um, she works at, she works at the other high school, but, um, but we get to be in trainings together and meetings together. And, you know, every time I see her, I just hug her and I'm just so grateful for, you know, who she is and who she continues to be in my life. So, um, as a teacher, is that just something that would be idyllic. You have a wonderful student that you love and you teach and then they become one of your colleagues. That just seems like a dream. Yeah. And now that I've been teaching for, this is my 13th, my lucky number 13. (laughs) Uh, This is my 13th year and it's kind of starting to boomerang back. You know, kids are, uh, my first group of students are, you know, 27, 28, you know, they're like almost 30. And, um, and, you know, some of them have ended up, you know, subbing in the district and then also, um, getting hired, um, you know, to be elementary, te- a lot of elementary teachers. And then, um, one of my former students just actually got a job as a math teacher at the other high school. So it's really cool to see just the progression that, um, that people can make. And as a teacher to kind of go through those phases with students is really special and, I'm sure you guys can both think of like really special teachers that you had when you were, you know, in high school or middle school. And, um, and you may even keep in touch with them in one way or another. And that always is really special for me to keep in touch with kids and, um, you know, be their friends on social media and keep up with what's going on in their lives. It's really, um, it's a really fun, fulfilling job. That is so great. What, what, and what grade are you teaching right now? So I'm teaching ninth grade and 12th grade. So when you mentioned oh your goodness. stepdaughters, the, um, that's what I teach. I teach ninth grade English and then the senior English class. And it's an adventure. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure. What was, especially nowadays, uh, I mean, we've talked just as adults, how we are so connected to our phones and our social media. And I know that that's something that teachers have really tried to incorporate into the classroom in a positive way, because otherwise you're fighting it the whole time with your students. Um, and that was probably one of the, you know, bigger, less serious concerns of teaching, I would assume, pre-pandemic. Like, the, what are something, what was teaching like, what was teaching high school students like before the pandemic hit? Um. <sighs> It was like all about relationships and like getting them to kind of be on, I call it team Kirby, you know, be on my team. Like you can be on the train with me or you're going to be chasing after us, like, but you need to be, you know, on my team. And, um, and so that has been hard with all of this because building relationships just looks different. Um, and I really always kind of prided myself on 
being like a people person and I could tell, you know, if something's different with a kid from like one day to the next and cause kids, you know, wear their hearts on their sleeves. And so being able to tell like something's going on, but now it's like cameras are off. Sometimes they talk, sometimes they don't like I, some of my students, I've still never even really seen their face and that's really weird. Um, just because, you know, teaching in person has its own challenges, but, um, but this is like a different, a whole different set. I feel like I'm a first year teacher, you know, all over again. Um, which is really hard. (laughs) That that's gotta be so difficult. Is there a lot more prep work required now that you're teaching virtually? Yeah, I, you know, after teaching for 13 years, I've taught ninth grade English for 13 years and things change. You know, of course I change things and I modify things and do things differently, but I'm really confident and comfortable with like getting in front of the class, teaching what I need to teach, helping kids. Like I can anticipate, I can anticipate where my jokes are going to like <laughs> good and whether or not, you know, and I like get those out. Um, and and now teaching online, it's trying to figure out how to take all of the things that we've always done and really kind of um, weed out the stuff that maybe isn't as necessary and just focus in on the most important things. Um, and as a teacher, I kind of feel like it's all really important. And so mm. it's been really hard to say like, well, we're not going to do that this year, or, you know, we have to modify it. We have to change it. And then also take that and put it online and then teach it online. And I've messed up so many times, like my poor senior class last week, I just, on Tuesday, I just told them like, we're just going to be done for today. (laughs) (laughs) Class is over because all the stuff that I had like thought was ready to go, like a link wasn't working. And then the Google doc wasn't like, it wasn't, I hadn't made it so that they could edit it. And, um, and you know, all these little things that, um, normally it's like not a big deal, right? Cause I just be like, okay, here's a hard copy of it, or we're going to use our books, or I'm going to put it up on the screen. And I'll talk to you. Um, that's like not really an option right now. And so it gets like really stressful, like to have like, you know, 30 boxes, just kind of like, right. Waiting, <laughs> staring at you <laughs> and maybe their face is there and maybe not. So I feel like that's been something that, you know, I I think, do you feel as a teacher that you can comfortably talk about like the stress and anxiety that comes with, you know, having everything presented online in a whole new way, especially for you. I mean, you teach two very prominent grades, what we were discussing before senior year is something that everyone remembers. And, and if you aren't a senior yet, that's the year you're looking forward to all of school. You know, it's what every movie is about. (laughs) Um, and so there's so many moments that I think these kids are having to really mourn of letting go that they're not going to be able to experience in the same way. And, and for freshmen students, this is their opportunity to 
meet new people, meet new friends, discover more about their own personal identities and, and kind of go through that whole river of emotions and, and also get to know teachers and get to trust them in a new way. Um, because these are the years that are setting them up for adulthood. Um, do you feel that, like, do you feel that that emotional shift within them? Do you feel that kind of loss a little bit of some of the experiences that they're having and frustrations? And do you feel like you're also able to vocalize your frustrations in a like healthy, balanced way? So then everyone knows like, this is not normal for anyone. um, Because that's so hard to do in a Zoom, like that exactly what you were saying, like, how do you really connect personally through a Zoom, when that is like, rule number one for adolescents and teenage years? Yeah, I, um, I totally agree with you with what you're saying that, you know, ninth grade and 12th grade are, I call them gateway years. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, it's interesting to see that a lot of the behaviors of seniors are exactly the same as freshmen because they're on the cusp of something brand new and exciting and scary. And so them trying to like, grapple with, especially right now, like it's, it's crazy anyways, like even under normal circumstances, freshmen and senior year are totally transitional and, um, and, and life-changing. And so under these circumstances, it's really sad. I, I felt really sad for my seniors last year because they lost, you know, a lot graduation and, um, the end of their senior year and all sorts Um, of, yeah, Um, all those pivotal moments. Yeah. But at least they got three quarters of the school year. Right. Whereas now with this year's seniors, it's just really kind of sad because they, you know, they're not in school right now, um, traditionally. Right. And then even when we do go back, it will be hybrid. So, with like half of the students, they're not going to have like normal lunch. They're not going to have normal like interactions with each other. They can't move around the classroom. They can't do group work, you know, all that stuff. And then, and I mean, realistically, like, I don't know what it's going to look like for something like prom or what a graduation is going to look like. And I don't know, right? Like none of us know what's actually going to happen in, you know, six months or, you know, seven six days (laughs) yeah right yeah like I something could change tomorrow so um I personally um I believe in like being really real with my students um obviously within like appropriateness because like I'm a grown-up and they're not so um but I do think that the way that kids learn how to like deal with their emotions and anxiety surrounding this kind of stuff is like they look to like the adults in their life. And for some of them, which is like, this is really like the saddest part, like they have really terrible home lives. And so that's like the saddest part for me is thinking like, maybe I'm the only positive interaction that they have like with an adult in their life. Because you know, I lose my patience with my own children and I can't even imagine like how, I mean, I know how other parents feel having their kids at home and maybe not knowing how to help them or not, or trying to work from home and then also have kids like, how do I do this? I need your help, mom. Like, what do I do? I, I've got kicked out of my Zoom. Can you help me get back in? I don't know what I'm supposed to be doing. It's like very stressful. Um, so I try to be as like um, predictable as possible. Mm-hmm. be as structured as possible 
but also be real. Like when something is going wrong, I, I'm like honest about it. So like on last week when stuff wasn't going well, I was just like, this is, this is how it is, right? Like stuff doesn't work sometimes. And I'm, this is really stressful for me and I'm having a hard week and, and they can like relate to that. And it's really cool with, especially like my senior class, like they'll type into the chat or like unmute themselves and be like, it's okay. It's okay. (laughs) Like we understand, like, don't feel bad about it. Don't be hard on yourself. And so they're really like giving back to me what I give to them whenever they're having a hard time. Like it's kind of like with your own kids or with my own kids, you know, like every once in a while, they'll say something to me that I'm like, where did you learn that? And then my husband always tells me like, well, that's how you talk to them. So that's how they're going to talk to you. And so I think that as a teacher, it's really important to kind of model that behavior and show kids that like, it's okay to be anxious and it's totally normal to be stressed out. But what matters is what you do like moving forward. So like, just because you have a hard day doesn't mean like, that's it. I'm not showing up again. I'm not going to try again. Like, well, that failed. So I'm never, ever going to try that again. Like, forget it. Like, that's just not, that's not realistic. And it's also not like healthy to just like shut down. So I try to model that for my students in person, um, like that grit. But then I think this has been a really unique opportunity to show them that like, we're just, everybody's doing their best. And like, let's have some grace and compassion for each other because it's me today, but it might be you tomorrow. That's happening. Right. And if you open up to them, they're much more likely to open up to you, which like mm-hmm. you said, some of them, you might, might be the only role model they have. So thank God they have you. You know, teachers, I think before this had really like strict, like what they would share with their students and what they would talk about and what they would like show about their personal lives. And then now it's all of a sudden like, welcome to my home. Like, yeah, here I am. It reminds me of Mean Girls. When Lindsay Lohan like runs into Tina Fey's like teacher character and and, like, or they're like, oh, it's like seeing a teacher out in the wild is like, (laughs) you know, is so weird and crazy. And then now I can't imagine where you're like, yeah, this is this is my crib. My, I like, yeah. joke and I, I like, they don't even really know what the cribs is, but I'm like, it's yeah. like that show cribs. Oh and they're God. like, what? <laughs> and so I'll show them like every, every once in a while, I'll like teach from like a different place in my house and be like, this is my living room or, you know, this is my backyard. And you know, the weather's so nice today. So I'm going to sit outside or, and then I tell them like, you guys should sit outside. Like if you can, like the fresh air is so good for you. And I feel so much better when I'm sitting outside and just kind of like giving them like a peek behind the curtain, you know, so Mm -hmm, to speak, like talking to them about what I do to manage my stress, like I go for a run. I, um, I try and like have my quiet time in the morning. Like, and I know that like, for me, those things make a big difference. And so if there's a way that I can share a little bit about that with my students, then hopefully it will help them. Um, potentially even if one of them can benefit from hearing about the way I cope with stress that like that could help them, then that's great. Hey guys, we're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back in just a minute. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, 
you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. It's time to get more in 2024. I know for me, one of my goals is to feel really strong this year. And honestly, so far, so good. Because that's where 310 Nutrition comes in. It's helping me and our listeners in the new year with protein and super rich food products with so many options and flavors. Right now, I have the chocolate bliss and caramel sundae, and they are both so (laughs) delicious. I have to hide them from my husband so that he doesn't steal them too. They're a triplex protein blend, plant-based proteins that include pea, brown rice, and pumpkin that leave me feeling full. 310 Nutrition also has a hydrate electrolyte drink mix. My favorite is the peach mango flavor. So not only am I hydrating and drinking water, I have an electrolyte blend, vitamin blend, and it's sugar-free. With one stick of hydrate mix into 16 ounces of water, and it can provide the same amount of hydration equal to drinking two to three bottles of water. Thank you. This way I can keep my resolution, keep feeling strong, have greater focus, feel refreshed, and maintain my hydration without having to drink as much. One of my favorite refreshing water enhancers they have is the lemonade flavor. It gives me energy. This one's also sugar-free. It's used with real lemons and it's pH balanced. And this also offers the same hydration as two to three bottles of water. Right now, 310 is celebrating a new year of goals with code CHALLENGED and giving our listeners 50% off up to $100 for your first order. 
with so many sample packs, new products. It's really fun and easy to put together an order or start a subscription on products that you know you'll use and will help you keep your resolution. So go to 310nutrition.com and use the code challenged right now for 50% up to $100 for your first order. That's 310-nutrition.com and use code challenged. It's all the good stuff your body needs in flavors you crave. So be healthier effortlessly. And we're back. And it's so interesting because we were having conversations about how all these all the teams are always on a screen, right? Always on a screen. And this is pre-pandemic. We were so worried about the amount of screen time to the point where now the iPhone came out with, you know, telling us how much screen time we were using and all of that to try and develop healthy habits. Well, now we've had to completely recalibrate and all of those teens we were worried about are literally sitting in front of a screen all day long again. And it just, it's so sad and difficult, I think, on both ends to be the student, to be the teacher. Do you have any insight into what could help virtual teaching or help progress it? I mean, I think that I, I believe there's this thing called like the optimal window of learning, which is like totally nerdy, but it's like, there's like a set amount of time that kids can actually pay attention, like human beings, right? Like, and, and after a certain amount of time, like unless it's something they're really interested in, like you're going to lose them. So you have to like, like create lessons that don't like bounce around a lot, but that are like, okay, for five minutes, we're going to do this. And then we're going to like talk about something else. And then for 10 minutes, we're going to do this. And then we're going to take a break. And then for the last 15 minutes, we're going to do this other thing or whatever, because expecting that kids are just going to sit and listen to like a lecture in the same way that maybe I used to lecture in my classroom, you know, maybe I, which I never did, but let's say I lectured for like the full period every day and kids just sat and took notes. I never did that in my classroom and it wouldn't work online because the, the, it's just slowly, you would see like the cameras turning off, right? Because they're checking out, they're, they're done. And that's different. Like in our classrooms, we could see and like walk around and say like, Hey, like keep taking notes or, you know, do whatever. Mm -hmm. But at home, like, I mean, I'm in meetings sometimes where I turn my camera off and I like... <laughs> walk away and like, and like make a sandwich or like <laughs> use the restroom or, you know, whatever. Um, because like my brain just can't handle it anymore. So I think that the best lessons are ones that are intentional and that really maximize the attention that you'll have of your students. Um, and, and don't just try to take exactly what I used to do in my classroom and then just mm. do it online because mm. that's, it's just not going to work. And I think that the teachers who are doing that are stressing out and it's really hard for them. Um, and, and, you know, we have this big block of time that we can keep our students. We're on a block schedule. So I have like 86 minutes, but I never keep my students online for 86. That's a long time. Yeah. And like, that's like, 
the me show. Like if it's going to be for 86 minutes, <laughs> yeah. like that's too much. And as much as I could listen to myself, talk and talk and talk and talk. <laughs> yeah. for, you know, it's forever. longer than a stand-up comedy special. Like <laughs> right? you're just it training is. for Netflix. Really. It is. it is. So I think that if you teachers need to take advantage of like, you know, teach the lesson, figure out, you know, when you asked earlier, like, how do you, how have you like shifted, like, regular class to like online and how much work does that take? Um, the big question is like, what do my students need to do with me? Like they have to do it with me. If they don't do it with me, they're not going to get it. And then anything else is that like asynchronous work, which is like the, the buzzword of the day. It's like the synchronous mm-hmm. is what are you going to do with me? Asynchronous is what are you going to do on your own? And then I always joke and say that in synchronous is the fun time, like <laughs> my in sync time. But, I love um, <laughs> but that has been like a like helpful for me to really evaluate like what am I assigning to my students? Do they actually need me? Do they actually need to do this? Like, is this something we can cut out? But mm. um, to try and like keep their attention because it's boring, you know, like. I feel so sad for these kids. Like, I think teachers are doing their best, but it's just, it's hard. Yeah. And it's a no-win situation for anybody. You know, it's like you don't, no one wants to put their health or their family's health in jeopardy. And also, you know, especially with older kids, you know, it's not just like a small classroom of just a few kids with two teachers to a kid. I mean how do you expect adolescents not to be social? That It's literally, that's genetic. They're like genetically, biologically designed. We were all designed at that age to be incredibly social creatures. Um, we have a lot of teenagers that actually listen to this show that have written in before. And so do you have anything like some insider scoop to tell them that, you know, for days where they might be feeling misunderstood or frustrated by a teacher or frustrated by the workload um, and kind of not understanding, you know, what it's like on your side of things? Yeah, I, um, I, I think it's really important um, for kids to use their voices um, and to, if they have a teacher that they trust and that they actually like, and they want it, they would be willing to talk to, to involve another teacher. If they're having a hard time with a particular teacher, um, sometimes all they need is just someone to listen and to like kind of commiserate with them or maybe help them understand, um, like something from like a teacher perspective, because, the thing that I think we forget is that like teachers are just humans too. And just in the same way that like, you know, like there's teenagers that other teenagers wouldn't want to hang out with. Like teachers are the same way. There's lots of different personalities. And it doesn't mean that someone's like a bad teacher. It just means that maybe your personalities don't like Mm. mesh. Um, So I always appreciate when kids you know, stay after class, like stay at the end of a Zoom and say like, hey, you know, I I was wondering or I have a question about this or a concern about this because that opens up an opportunity to like get to know each other. Um, My mom always used to say, or she had a big sign in her classroom that said, um, tell me, I forget. Show me, I remember. 
involve me, I understand. And Mm -hmm. so I love that. I think that like, that's a really good mantra for, especially right now, um, because all we have is this, right? All we have is these screens to really talk to each other. Um, So opening up and being willing to either write an email to a teacher saying like, hey, I'm feeling overwhelmed or whatever, um, or talking to another teacher, involving someone else to help you kind of grapple with, you know, just all this like interpersonal relationship stuff that every teenagers are just kind of starting to figure out. And then now they're having to figure it out like online. Um, it's really, I think it can be really intimidating for teenagers and I can only speak for myself, but I love it when my students give me feedback, whether it be positive or constructive. Um, because I don't know, like, I don't, mm-hmm. I've never done this before. So I don't know if this is like too much work that I'm assigning to you. Like I'm thinking it's fine. It's great. And they're thinking like, oh my gosh, like you just gave us three assignments, but in all of my other classes, they also gave me three assignments. So I have, mm-hmm. you know, maybe 20 assignments that I'm supposed to be completing this week. And like, when am I supposed to do that? It's super overwhelming. So I think that a mistake that a lot of people make just in general is not saying something when something bothers them, Um, you know, like in a respectful way. Um, Because I think a lot of people, especially teachers are receptive to feedback, but you have to say it in like a respectful, um, like helpful way. Um, Cause I know I'm a, I'm a human, right? So when someone like comes at me with like mm-hmm. aggressive feedback, I'm like, Whoa, <laughs> and I, then I might be on the defensive. Um, so I think that if teenagers remember that, that like teachers want that feedback, you just have to, you know, watch your tone and be respectful, um, involve another teacher or a counselor or someone, if you feel like you're not being heard, um, those are all really like constructive ways of dealing with some of those challenges that you might be having um, with teachers. Now, moving forward through all of this, you had mentioned possibly a hybrid model. Um, How do you personally feel about that within the pandemic? Because it's been such an interesting uh, roller coaster for teachers. We've seen how you guys were just put on a pedestal and worshipped and all the parents realized how hard it was to be a teacher. And then suddenly it was you were pushed off that pedestal and then everyone had just decided, well, no, we'll just put them back in the classrooms. Even with this global pandemic, it's just been a really crazy roller coaster ride. And I want to know how you personally feel about the possibility of going back into a classroom for hybrid mode and what you want to see happen in regards to that? Um, so I, I really, I think the best place for kids like to really learn is like in a, in person with teachers, with their peers. Um, but I also think that the best thing for kids is for them to be healthy and safe. And that goes for teachers as well. Um, you know, I keep using the metaphor of like, if you want to take care of anybody else, you have to put on your own oxygen mask, right? Like on an airplane. So, um, I think that 
I'm really looking to our district to like our school district to show me how they are going to meet all of like the health requirements. Um, if they can show me like, these are all the things that are going to be made available to you. This is how often we're going to be cleaning. These are the requirements for kids to be able to like come on campus. Um, then I will feel more comfortable with that. Um, I think hybrid learning for kids is going to be great. I think it's going to be really hard for teachers. Like Mm. I am really nervous about it. Um, because essentially something that everybody needs to understand is that hybrid hybrid means that half half of a class will be on campus, right? It won't be everybody all together. It'll just be half of a class. Um, the hallways will be like one direction. Um, there won't be any like common lunchtime. Like you're not even guaranteed that you will have school on the same days as your friends. So mm-hmm. it's, I think that I think a lot of parents are like pushing, like they want their kids to go back to school, go back to school, go back to school. They need some normalcy, but it's not going to be normal. It's going to be like very different. Um, And for teachers, we're going to have to be preparing in-person lessons, you know, for the kids who are in person, but they can, then the kids who are not there, we still need to be providing work for them. So that's two, two lessons per day. Plus the kids who potentially their parents say we're not ready for them to come back in person at all. So then we have to have like everything for them. So theoretically, it's like three different groups of students that we're preparing for each period, like as a high school teacher. So I'll do it. You know, I'll do it. I don't know. I have no idea what it's going to look like. And I told my boss the other day that like, I'm just letting you know, I'm, I'm not going to know like what I'm going to be doing until it's actually happening because I don't know what that's going to look like, like Mm -hmm. having multiple lessons going on. And, um, and so I'm like, I'm nervous just because it feels unsure. And part of what I love about being a teacher is the predictability of my Mm -hmm. job. You know, it's like, I know what's going to happen. And I've been teaching this class for a long time and, you know, I have this lens through which I've watched teenagers. Like I've seen like thousands of 14 and 15 year olds pass through the doors of my classroom over the 13 years. So I know like it's nothing unique, like what these teenagers are doing. Um, but this is a totally unique situation. And, um, and that just unsettles me a little bit. Um, but I think I'm going to feel so good looking back in like, 20 years, you know, and see like, man, I made it through that. And I did, I did a pretty good job. Like I didn't just totally fail. You know, I think that we don't know what, what the purpose is of all of this. And we don't know what we're going to learn from it eventually. Um, cause you know, we can look back at history and say like, Oh, like how did people not know that cigarettes were bad for them? Like right. that was so terrible. Oh my gosh. They were so dumb, but it's like, they didn't know because like nobody knew. So we can say that because hindsight's twenty twenty. So I'm looking forward to seeing like what I'm going to have learned about myself as an educator, myself as a mom, as a wife, just as a person um, over this past, you know, how many months has it been now? Oh, I know. Almost nine. Nine. Almost yeah. nine. 
So I'm about like, to have a baby. So, and I mm-hmm. found exciting. that out right when this all was happening. So, of course, <laughs> of course, what a, um, weird, what a weird time to be, you know, to be pregnant and to be having a baby. It's just you know? all weird. What a weird time just to make coffee in the morning or, like, <laughs> or true. you know, walk down the block and like wave to your neighbors while you're running away from them and your mask on. To like I know. Stay it's so distant. weird. My poor kids are like, what is happening? Like- <laughs> well, as a parent, what advice do you have for parents who also specifically have teenagers in the house? You know, how we can talk with them about their schoolwork, how we can talk with them about this, um, you know, again, temporary way of learning, but also not so temporary, you know, there is no end date. And that's kind of the hardest thing to kind of look at their faces and just say, I don't have the answers. And I don't know when things are going to feel normal again. And exactly what you're saying, that even if they do go back to school, when they do go back to school, it's not going to look normal when they get there. Um, Not for a long time. Not for a long time. Um, But what advice, um, at least um, relating to, you know, the adolescents in a, in a vulnerable, like emotional way, you know, cause I, I'm like, I can't control what homework you get and what homework you don't get, but I would love to be able to offer, um, some more sound advice from, and especially you've you had 13 years experience with seeing teenagers in action. Yeah. You know, I think that, um, like parent child relationships they just are parent child in relationships, regardless of a pandemic or not. Um, and so I think trying to have like an open line of communication with your teenager, um, is so important because I think that a lot of times teenagers feel like, well, I'm not going to tell my mom and dad because they're going to freak out. So I'm just not going to tell them. Um, and the reason they think you're going to freak out is because, you have freaked out right in the past. And I teach Romeo and Juliet. So that's like one of the things we talk about is like, they would rather have died than told their parents that they loved each other, you know, which is crazy. Um, It's like teenage angst to the max. So I think um, having, you know, just having opportunities, asking questions, like not just like, how was your day? I, I always try to encourage parents to ask, like ask their students um, open-ended questions. So not questions that they can just give a one-word answer um, because that's, you know, you ask a kid, like, how was your day? And they say, good, fine, mm-hmm. right? Um, so instead asking questions like, um, tell me about your English class. Like, you know, wh- what if you had to describe your teacher you know, using five words, what words would you use? And that can tell you a lot about how they feel about a class. If, you know, they choose words like terrible, mean, ugly, like (laughs) whatever, um, then that might give you insight into like, oh, okay. Like, sounds like this is not a good like situation that's going on. And maybe you can then dig a little bit deeper. Um, I always encourage parents to be on like whatever parent portal, like whatever parent connection they can be on with 
with their student school because that gives you um, a lens through which to see like if they're turning things in, if they're turning things in late, what their grade is like. Um, because a lot of times by the time you get a report card, it's too late. So mm. like as much as you want to be able to give your kids that like freedom as they get older, a lot of teenagers still need that oversight and they still need someone that's like paying attention to, um, you know, to whether or not they're doing what they're supposed to be doing. And, um, and they'll appreciate it in the long run because it will help them stay honest. But, um, I mean, I know teenagers push back, they want their privacy and things like that, but okay. school's really important, you know, and especially with online learning, um, it's hard to tell like what they're actually doing and what they're not doing unless you're like tracking it um, in one way or another. So I know our district has like really great um, parent connection things that parents can, you know, just every day you can check and see what the assignments are and whether or not they turn things in. And then that way you can then use that as like a conversation starter. Um, and then also offering resources, you know, whatever it is that they need, if they need, if they need therapy, because they're dealing with like a lot of crazy, I don't, am I allowed to cuss on this show? I don't yeah. know. Yeah. yeah. A lot of, a lot of crazy shit, you know, like these kids are dealing with a lot of crazy shit right now, just like adults are. Um, and I think that that's also something that we forget is that like high school students are like closer to being adults than they are to being like, toddlers. Yeah. And so providing them with the same kind of resources that you would provide for yourself, um, is really important. Um, and just like, just checking in with them, like making time to do something like just you and them. Um, I try to do mm -hmm. that even with my own kids. Like today we're going for a bike ride, like just with one of my kids. And then the next day, the other one gets to, you know, come with me to target or I don't know, you know, whatever, like, or we're going to go for a drive in the car, like whatever that looks like. Um, I just think kids want to feel like seen, especially right now in a time where they like are missing out on a lot and they're probably missing their friends. And, you know, I'm missing that social interaction and you know, I'm a grown up, So I think that the kids are definitely, um, missing that too. It's so funny because back in the day, kids would roll their eyes and not want to go to Target with mom. And now it's like a, a privilege. <laughs> it's Please like, get me out of this. You, oh, yeah. You did a good job. You get to come to Target today. It's crazy. It's our time. The time that we are living right now is just, uh, we're all just doing our best every single day. And we are. Allie, I can just tell that you are a phenomenal mother and a phenomenal teacher and Thank your you. kids are so lucky to have you. And I have a daughter who's one and a half and I only hope that she has teachers like you growing up because it's really true. You guys, um, you are you create the future, you mold the future of our world. And thank you for all that you do. Thank you. Truly. That's, you know, always my my reason and it's changed over the years, but now that I have my own kids, I just want to be the kind of teacher that I hope that they have someday. Yeah. You know, like that loves them and checks in with them and pays attention to them. Um, and is fun. Um, just because I hope that my, you know, my kids, my Sam and Naomi, I hope they have teachers who do the same thing for them, um, one day. And so I feel like I have to like, I, 
I mean, I, I love it, but I feel like I also need to like put that out there so that, um, you know, it'll boomerang back <laughs> to my own kids. It definitely will. I believe that. Well, Ali, thank you so much for joining us today and giving us insight into everything you've been going through. And we are so grateful um, to have you. Do you have social media that our listeners can check you out on? Or is that not something you do for the classroom? Um, So I do have my teacher, my teacher Instagram. Um, It's, you know, I don't even, it's Mrs. Allie Kirby. Um, They can follow me there. I, um, I, you know, sporadically post pictures of, you know, I would do things of my classroom and things we're doing, but now it's just like, Hey, here I am. (laughs) 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 Or like, here's my kids like in the yard. Um, but yeah, I, I use social media for a lot of, you know, lots of stuff. There's so many good resources there. So, um, I always encourage my students to check out all sorts of self-help stuff and, you know, learning opportunities. And that's where I get a lot of my ideas from. Well, thank you so much. We've really enjoyed talking to you. Thanks for having me. It is interesting that usually there is such a separation between student and teacher, you know, where students each year, they're coming into a new classroom, they're coming into a new grade, um, new lessons. But for teachers, things have been so regular for so long, you know, they know exactly what to expect. And so this kind of is on one hand, I think, you know, something that we've heard through both episodes with all three teachers is that it's like a whole new school experience for everybody all at once. Mm -hmm. And as stressful as that is, and as hard as this time is, there is something underlyingly unifying in that. Right. That's so well put. It there is we're all in this together. That's what we've kind of picked up from all of these episodes is everyone's just doing their best. And like Ali said, it's okay to have a bad day. She addresses it to her students when she has a bad day and she allows them to have a bad day. And I think that's a lesson we can all take, not just in schooling, but to broaden it to 2020 in general, is that it's okay to have a bad day, especially right now. And uh, I'm so grateful for all the insight that these teachers have shared with us. And I know I'm more well-equipped when Poppy goes to school, whether it's virtual or whatever it is, to be able to handle it better. Whether you're a teacher, whether you're a student, whether you're a parent, whether you're going to be any of those that you now know, you're well equipped to handle it and that we're all in this together. Thank you guys so much for joining us for this special two-part series. Teachers, we love you. Students, we're cheering you on. Parents, we get you. Have a great week and we'll have an all-new episode of Directionally Challenge waiting on your I was gonna inbox? Say inbox. I don't know what it is. <laughs> where where do you where pop up for you? <laughs> teachers, pop what's up it called? For you? <laughs> teachers, yes. <laughs> Alex or technology teacher. Wherever your podcast pops up for you, it'll be waiting for you. We love you all. Take Bye. care. <laughs> Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. 
That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at uh1.com. 